Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! I had forgotten about your trip in a NASCAR. I was, I was looking at my Twitter feed this morning. That happened. Um, have you gotten kind of swept up in the little quasi-wave of F1 mania that's taken over the United States? Uh, no, I don't really like open-wheel racing. I'm, like, actually a big NASCAR fan. I know I you like are. I like stock cars driving in ovals. Okay. That's Go Red Bull. What, that's actually what I enjoy. So I am like many, many others. I have, I, I've been to a NASCAR race out of Fontana a couple yeah. of times, but I'm, I'm not a motorsports guy. It's just not, not okay. my thing. When the Netflix series came out, the original one, Drive to Survive, I'm flipping through the Netflix queue, and I see this thing, and I've looked, and I'm like, that was kind of cool. Instantly hooked. Yeah. Like, it's just the, the locations, the drivers are really interesting. The best part about that show is that the drivers openly talk junk on oh, one another. Oh, they hate it's, each other. They hate each other. They're all prima donna rich guys who hate each other. And That's why best, it's cool to watch. And they, they fight. They mostly hate their teammates. Yeah. That's the best part, right? Like, <laughs> true. They, they hate the other 19 guys, but the guy at the top of the hate list is the guy that's wearing the same uniform as he is. So... F1's kind of had its moment here yeah. in, in the States the last couple of years. They're bringing another race to Miami. Uh, it's coming up later this year. And Jimmy Butler got in not an F1 car, but he got in a, a McLaren right. with Lando Norris, who is an F1 driver. And it's hilarious because <laughs> Norris is a professional race car driver, and he's tearing around the track. Jimmy Butler looks like he's getting ready to throw up on the I entire mean, ride. listen, as somebody that's done something similar – I wasn't that far away from Jimmy Butler. Now, <laughs> when the when NASCAR came, when the Bush Class came to the Coliseum, they did rides around the track. Now, this was one time I did this. It was not that crazy because you can't go that fast. It's a short track. It's a short track. However, one time back home, Ken Block, who if you don't know who Ken Block is, look him up on your own. They had a rally car course right near RFK Stadium. And I rode with him. What's a rally car? I didn't even explain Ra- that to They're like, uh, I don't know. It's like the size of a VW Golf, but it's all souped up, and you go super fast, and you can drift. And okay. Like, it's a lot of activity. It's on dirt, and it's on okay. a track. I was not aware that there would be <laughs> aerial maneuvers. My man took a jump at one point on the track where the car literally, by design, goes in the air and lands, and you just have to keep it moving on the track. It was hellacious but i got through it and uh yeah so i totally understand jimmy butler's attitude here i had to wear a helmet i had to put the whole suit on it was terrifying i was rattled for like a day it was the whole thing well that that's the thing you could tell that as jimmy butler's doing and jimmy butler let's let's take Tough a minute guy. To, yes yeah. jimmy butler is not a guy who seems to be scared of a whole no. bunch of things jimmy butler is the real deal right right and this was not one of those oh i'm gonna pretend this is scary <laughs> he's terrified like the second they start going around a corner he's like Dude, 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 slow down, slow down. He's really genuinely, was that what it is? Yes. Like, stop because I the didn't, car I didn't and get know. me out. Well, once, well, here's what happened was that we went on the first lap. We, went, we got around a certain part. I was like, are we done? He goes, no, that wasn't even <laughs> the first done? lap. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? So we made another turn. But, like, I totally get it, man. Jimmy Butler made it through. If Jimmy Butler's terrified, I want no part. No. Yeah, I would not suggest that. Sidebar. Uh, Morales mentioned this in the open. Yeah, the facial cream. I'm holding the cream. It's not even. It's not cream. Just so oh, wow. you know, it is Peter Thomas Roth Max Anti Shine Mattifying 
gel. Thank you very much. <laughs> and to make sure that the lights don't shine too bright on your face. Well, you, as a TV star, you I, need to listen. make sure that the shine is not there. I mean, Only for handsome men. I, well, there's I, so here's the deal. Sometimes if I think I'm going to be photographed in public, <laughs> I might wear a little of this. Oh, wow. You put you a lot know. of thought into this. I I, am I the most famous this. person I, at the party? I might have been wearing this when Kesha was hollering at your boy. You never know. <laughs> Kesha. Uh-huh. Yeah, remember that, when we were in the romping. So mm. when, are, when are you going to tell us the, the party? Who is the celeb? We've had some guesses oh, okay, along so the we've way. had some good guesses. The cele- Set it up again. Where are you? What are you doing? Yesterday, Saturday, excuse me, I went to what I'll just call a function, the Concidieren. Concidiere, Julian invited me. It was mm-hmm. a home, a friend of a friend of his. And there was a big DJ setup on Delray Beach. Delray Beach is not what I would call a party beach, per se. It's more of a commuter beach, like between Hermosa and Venice, to be fair. I got you. Know you. What I'm saying? Yep. But the setup today, or yesterday, Saturday, dude had two huge speakers, big PA, full DJ system, like required a power source and all this. And there were a couple famous people just kind of milling around. That were there as part of the... I couldn't really tell whether they were, like, invited or what the situation was. Um, A pop star and her husband were there with their kids. And then another guy was there. Somebody guessed Ray J. Somebody guessed part of Jodeci. Somebody else asked me if it was Diddy's butler, (laughs) a.k.a. Fonsworth Bentley. All of those were close. It was Stevie J, who you might know from Love & Hip Hop. He was there. You don't know his work. I do not. He was Bad Boy Records producer. He's done a lot of stuff. He was a DJ, but he was just there. Emily, do you know that person? I did not. I'm sorry. Taylor, it's fine. Let you down. Negative. Funches knows who he is. Okay, if you get the idea on what that means, (laughs) listeners. Right. All right. Well, it could have been Neil Diamond, and I wouldn't know who it is. That's fair. Funches is familiar with his work. I knew Jack Harlow. He was there, and um, somebody else who I, I don't know, I don't feel like I should name this person because it sounds a little too unnecessary. Oh, but yeah, I, I told you, you guys privately. I, I, well, I'll, all right. I, I, I will defer to your feelings Mainly on because this. that person has another famous spouse, and I don't like blowing up people who are couples. You know, if it was one person, they're like, yeah, sure, you were there. But it's like you were having family time. You might go back. I don't want people to be stalking you. Guys. Were you the appropriately ranked famous person in this environment? Yes. You yes. were, you were, where it, you were supposed to be? I was appropriately ranked as... I know. We're talking four or five. Four or five, <laughs> like mid-level. You know what I'm saying? All People, right. if somebody, somebody definitely asked me something about television, but it did not become the whole show, which is what you want. You're, you're on the starting lineup, but you're not getting the ball a lot. Or I'm definitely not at the free throw line all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're like a role that, player. Yeah, I'm a role yeah, player. But that's you're an fun. important part that's, of the squad. We're getting some stuff that's done. That's the best case scenario. Again, as a member of the community, the handsome man community, these things add up. Next thing you know, you're talking to people for all, so, all, all day. I have a question for you from okay. this weekend. So yes. I saw you reviewing the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary. Yes. I did not know this about you, that you were a model for Abercrombie & Fitch. You were one of those guys out front. What, tell me a little bit about this. So this is a real part of my life. When I was in college, I worked at Abercrombie & Fitch. Now, like at the mall? It wasn't at the mall. Okay. It was in Georgetown, which okay. is a standalone okay. store, which is even a little bit more bougie right? than the mall <laughs> ones, to be clear. Now, the way this worked, I shouldn't tell the story, but I, I'll probably tell it the right way. The way this worked was simple. They did recruiting which is they would go look on college campuses for students, whatever, whatever. I did not get recruited through any college gyms. I was working at another store, okay. Urban Outfitters, and somebody was like, hey, dude, you should come on over to Abercrombie. You're handsome. And check it out. Right, you're a handsome man. Check it out. Now, there's a lot of controversy over like the looks people had, what they had people do in terms of like what you were allowed to wear and what you weren't. At the time, I had a terrible mustache. 
Terrible mustache. <laughs> and I had to shave it. And I credit Abercrombie and Fitch for officially welcoming me to the handsome man community because I had to shave the mustache. And let me tell you something, Travis. My life changed. All right. Okay. It was a great gig, if so you get my I, point. I, I have, Fun place to work. I have follow-up questions. Swatting them away. Um, Swatting them away. F- first and of I had all, to have my shirt off sometimes. <laughs> so, okay. There's that. That's Moms well, didn't like that. We'll, we'll get to that part in a minute. My mom, that is. Let's go <laughs> to terrible mustache. Describe. Go. Are we I talking mean, it was like just an extension of what t- my – it was just never cut. You know what I'm saying? So when I was 20 – Over your lip? Yeah. I mean, it was it – was, it was, I don't know. It, it, it's weird to visualize It now. is. You do not look know, like a mustache But guy. at the time, it seemed to make sense. You know what I mean? There was a little side goat action. It wasn't great. I was living <laughs> – I mean, I was in college in Ohio, bro. It didn't matter. <laughs> Shaved that thing off, started working at the store. Next thing you know, so you community. Were, so the, my next question is, at the, you were working at the store. You weren't like in a campaign of the models. No. I worked at a store, but I also did modeling at some of the other stores. Like, so you just throw on some of the clothes, or not many of the clothes. Yes. You'd walk around with your shirt off. No, okay. I'm assuming you're in pretty good shape at this shirt point off, in your life. Yes, I was in great. It was the best shape I was ever in my life. I was 20, 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we got just getting it moving here. Um, <laughs> Swole Patrol. Um, I, I, by the I, way, I, Christmas- Taylor, put that on my things that I want to say that I don't know if I can pull it off. The get it moving is on. What was the other one? Oh, miss me with that. I, I don't know if <laughs> I can pull off that. miss me with that, but I want to. I really want to. So. The way it works is I worked at one store, the Georgetown store, but occasionally managers would have to go to other stores. Let's just say this manager knew me pretty well, and so, like, there was somebody who was out at another store, and she was like, I need you to go to this other store to do the shirt off stuff. And I was like, don't they have people for that? She's like, just do it. Just trust me. Just do it. And so I get there, and the first thing that happens is this other woman is like, well, take your shirt off. And so I'm like, (laughs) okay. And she, and the girl goes, well, she was right. And so <laughs> next thing you know, I'm standing in front of the store with a Santa hat on greeting people. Does so. this, does, let's wait a second. Yeah. Santa hat, mustache, Santa hat, jeans, and shirtless. Adidas uh, slides, belt, no shirt. I'm pretty impressed. Believe it or not, I do, I do not have a similar story. Well, I, you know, <laughs> listen, that was, uh, let me tell you something. That job was one of the most fun things I'd ever done in my life, simply because it was a bunch of people who were probably a little too self-absorbed, all pretty good-looking, but a good level of confidence in, com- in college. Nobody cool cares. Cool kids. Great time, yes. What, get, Absolutely great time. Not get it started. What did you say? Get it moving. Get it moving. Get it, get That's it moving. right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher that a hundred <laughs> different ways. Get it moving. Miss me with that. I'm going to create a whole secondary uh, but that vocabulary was, that for was It is my cap. Introduction to the, uh, to the Handsome Man community. There you go. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance Winning time last night was a little too familiar. We'll get into that next. It's Travis Slee. Clinton's in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So we're getting close to the end of the first season of Winning Time. Like you said, yep. penultimate, episode penultimate episode last night. Number nine. Um, 
I I really like it. I really do. Uh-huh. I, there's been a couple of moments where I'm like, eh, I didn't love that episode. I, last night really got me. It, it, it got me fully back in again. I love the storyline with him and his mother. Was last night also the longest episode yet? It felt a little long. I felt like it was longer than the others. Am I, do I have that off? I, I went to my phone about... 35 minutes in which is about about 10 minutes later than i usually do it had been i just the first couple were you have my full attention full now i'm doing it the way i think we do most of our things now where there's multiple screens you're looking at your phone you're having a conversation it's on in the background but i gotta tell you it brings back a lot of hey uh this is kind of happening right now i know this is set 40 years ago but the parallels of you've got an aging star You've got a team that feels like they're not quite sure which direction they want. The difference is, is that the 80s Lakers were really good. Yeah. The current the Lakers are not. Higher. Yeah. But the the lineup of the, I don't want to say dysfunction because it's not, but the lineup of the uh, crises that they have are very similar. Especially with the coaching ranks. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated with the coaching situation. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and the reason why it's crazy, too, is because you think like, oh, yeah. Showtime was great. Everything was running smoothly. No, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Getting a coach on the floor was a major question for this team for many months. And, like, it's happened before. And so I just feel like there's such an interesting thing. If you're if you're part of this Lakers brass or whatever, where you're watching this play out on a screen and you're thinking to yourself, I might as well be watching what's going on around in my office. You know what I mean? Because it's the same same type of thing. You don't really know where they're going to go. Well, the, okay, so here, here's the difference, right? That you look at the the 80s Lakers and, and what we're watching on winning time on Sunday nights, and they're trying to figure out who they are as far as a basketball team. Like, where does, where does Magic fit into this? Kareem was still not just the best player on their team. He's the best player in the league. Right, still at and this he was point the captain and all he's that. He's the yeah. cap. He's the biggest presence in the room. You can feel Magic coming. I right. mean, it's, it's happening. But he's it's just happening not the fast. same guy. He's not quite full-formed Magic at this point. Um, you've got the transcendent coach who's the coach in waiting at this point. We know what happens with Pat Riley. You've got Dr. Buss, who was getting ready to go on a 30-year run that we've yeah. really never seen before. You still have a bus running the Lakers. You still have a transcendent star on the Lakers. The, piece, that, the piece that's missing is Jerry West. The piece that, that is in that story right now, and you saw it, right, that where he goes to him and says, hey, Jerry, what do you think? And he's pushing back. I don't, I don't want this on my head. I don't want to be the one that's responsible. He's saying, I'm, look, I need your help here. Right. That's the piece in the current puzzle. Like, who who are they asking that question to? Is it the Rambis? Is it Magic? Is it Rob Polinka? Is it Phil Jackson? Is it who knows who it is? Is it, there are just way too many people in this? Yeah. In that scene where they're all yelling at each other. No, it's McKinney. No, it's 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 <laughs> Westhead. Yeah, right? Yeah. But I don't think it's that. I think it's this person whispering on this person. It doesn't feel like there's a cohesive voice in the room saying this is what we're doing. That's the Jerry West part, and that's what's missing. And it's not like Jerry West is not longer with us. Jerry West has worked with other teams, put together other good teams. You know what I mean? I'm not saying Jerry West is coming back to the Lakers. That's clearly not happening. But what I mean is that, like, it could have stayed. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it was some other family that ran him out. So it's, it's interesting in that regard. And here's the other thing, Travis, is that I started watching – Magic's documentary on Apple on Apple Plus. Uh, it's called They Call Me Magic, and the reason. I, so there's a couple things. I've watched three episodes. There's four total. Okay. I can't decide whether or not I would. It would have as a product benefited from coming out before or after Winning Time. Interesting. But here's the thing about it. the The appeal of Winning Time is that you're drawn into a world that if you were not present for it with your eyeballs, 
feels very flashy, and it's trying to represent an era of L.A. that, like, if you didn't see it, you don't remember. And it's big, and it's overdone, and it's comical, and whatever. You forget that, like, dude, Magic and Cookie and Isaiah and all, they were regular flashy in, like, real life. So, like, seeing the images of them, the actual them from long ago, it, it feels like looking at your parents when they were young. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a totally different kind of mentality in terms of what the attraction is to it. Seeing the actual photographs of them or the actual footage of them, I didn't think it was going to have that much of an effect on me until I realized, like, man, this really was the heyday. You can see it on their faces. They wear it well, yes. as you would say. Yeah. And it looks better in real life than it does even with the comical, uh, you know, sort of big Hollywood version. I haven't seen the Apple uh, show yet. I- I'd like to. I- just your description of it, though, leads me to believe that coming after is actually better. Like, I let's, think so, let's, yeah. Let's reset what it really was. Here, Here is, because I-, I said this to you during the break. I feel like I know Magic's story pretty well. Right. That, that as a child of the 70s and 80s, I, I remember the ascendance of that early 80s. I don't remember exactly when Magic got here. I was nine years old. But shortly thereafter, I was fully aware of Magic. And then through high school and everything is when sure. Magic's just going crazy. Um, and I remember it. So I have that kind of in my mind's eye. Then there's this version of it, which is cartoonish. Super entertaining, but it's cartoonish. It's, it's, it's taken to a place that is... You know, mostly true, but you got to kind of <laughs> some liberties, yeah, some some artistic license taken there. I think coming after it, right? Because that the Apple part can say, okay, you knew it. Here's the fictionalized, sensationalized version of it, and here it is all over again as it actually happened. That timeline feels about right. It, 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 it. I think you're right, and I've sort of come to that thought because there's something about it also that it's just not trying to do the same thing. It's really about magic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His relationship with Cookie. The last episode, or the penultimate episode, if you will, there's only four, so that sort of seems like a weird word to say, but it deals with the whole, like, the specific reality of his HIV diagnosis and how, like, it's just, it's just a different product. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like there are going to be fans, if you're not a fan of even basketball, you'll probably take something from this but yeah. i think for actual laker fans it's probably a lot deeper of a connection oh. than anything that winning time could it, ever it, it is it, it's really hard kobe fans will get it because it was very similar to the way the way that the generation of kobe fans feel yeah that's how my generation of laker fans feel about magic johnson that it's very difficult if you didn't live in this city in yeah. the 1980s to understand the way that Magic Johnson held this place in the palm of his hand, that he wasn't just the best player on the Lakers, which puts you on a certain spot. He was arguably the most famous person in a city that is fueled by fame. It's crazy. That, that, that there was nobody, that the, the proverbial, right, two people, two famous people walk into a restaurant who gets the table. Yeah. Magic wins that faceoff with every, almost every everybody and has for 40 years. It's amazing. It really is. That, and even with all this other stuff, it's like he still has that incredible magnetism. Every once in a while, he'll show up down by where I live. He's got a place down there. Okay. And, and he'll, you know, you see him at the grocery store. Or he's, wow. He's out, and it's still one of those. It's a news event. That's magic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like, oh, yeah, it's like. There's Magic Johnson. It is. There aren't. There's a lot of famous. Kobe was certainly on that level right. too. But there are not a lot of those. Like as famous as LeBron is. Like LeBron's that everywhere he goes. But here, it's not quite I mean, that. And this gets to another one of my side points about the whole Lakers situation. Like people say, oh, all these guys weren't bigger than the Lakers. Yeah, they were. 
Like, oh, some, like yeah. I'm sorry, Magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant were a bigger deal on earth than they were to the Los Angeles Lakers. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the main identity issue comes, I think, in this LeBron element, is that because he's not homegrown, the nature of that relationship is so much different to the point that there's resentment from a lot of fans. And no benefit of the doubt. Yeah. There, none, there's none. none. It's, what, what can, it's completely transactional. Yeah. What can you get me? Okay, you got me. Okay, can you get me another one? Yeah. And nope. says, okay, let's oh, move on to the next guy. Magic and Kobe wouldn't have done these things. You don't know that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And you probably would have looked at it with a much rosier lens if they did. You know what I mean? And that's where I think this all sort of ties in together is that if you're, again, Lakers fans right now watching the the denouement of whatever, you know, of, 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 of the story being told of how they initially got to their success whilst in this position, awkward as heck. For an NBA franchise in 2022. 12-23, the first time denouement was used <laughs> on the Travis and Sliwa show. You can uh, you can write that down. and probably, Unless, until you come back for another another run at this, probably the last time. Probably because won't happen again. By context clues, I think I know what it means. The, but, it but, means the way the story unfolds. I, that's what you I thought. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, what I thought. Exactly. It was the so. denouement. Right. Right? right. <laughs> it was the My denouement. Bad. That's two French words today. <laughs> I just, I'm impressed. Thank I, you. Don't apologize. I do my best. I'm, I'm super impressed. I was a storyteller, a raconteur at one point, if you will. Now, now the context life. of that, that one is work. lost on me. I mean, storyteller. It's, oh. it's the actual word. Dude. <laughs> guy. <laughs> a guy that tells stories. I change my, my, my a guy my, that tells some stories. Change my Twitter handle. Denouement. Right. <laughs> so, talking about Jerry West yeah. being the guy that's going to say, hey, it's McKinney or it's Riley. And, or West said, I should say. Decision got made because, well, at least in the fictionalized version, he went to go give him flowers and realized it was didn't know this was a bottle was. of scotch. Yeah. Right. That, that's a pretty easy decision to make. Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss have a decision to make now about who their next coach is going to be. And I know we spend a lot of time on this show, other shows, you know, Internet, the, who's going to be the coach of the Lakers? Who's yeah. the coach? Am I alone in this? Because to me, it's an important decision. But it's far less important than whoever the, the, the guys are going to fill out that roster. You could have Frank Vogel back. You could bring in somebody else that we've seen here through before. But if that roster isn't right, I don't care if Phil Jackson and Pat Riley and whoever else you want to put on that staff come back. The coach is only as good as the guys he has. And right now the guys he has are older and hurt. And unsuccessful. I, I wouldn't have fired Vogel. I know this is kind of a weird take, but I, that, that to me was a deck chairs on the Titanic situation. I didn't really understand. I mean, I guess something that had is to a change. don't look over here situation. Yeah, well, sure, that <laughs> too. But like for me, sure, the roster is one thing. Sure, the coach is another. But all of that is controlled by the person who is the GM. Sure. And this is where the Ramby and hello Magic, who is apparently still on the scene. Like there is a level of. I don't want to say dysfunction because I don't think it's that. We talked earlier in the show about how hard this is Confusion. to do. Confusion is a great way to put it. Where. If I'm a Laker fan, I need somebody to step up as the person who makes the decision. So there's not just an available excuse as to why something happened every single time you turn and look and wonder why there wasn't success. If it's not going to be Palinka, then it's got to be Genie. And if it's not going to be Genie, well, then just give LeBron what he wants. You know what I'm saying? But this, this, thing, this way of waffling between all three as a form to sort of basically keep up the indecision, I don't think that works. My, my number one concern about this team, frankly, if going forward as somebody that – follows the Lakers, is who the GM is. It really, really is, because that is the benchmark that sets the rest of the pre uh, precedent. I know everybody goes back to this. and, and they, Hey, look, they put together a team that won a championship in 2020. Yeah, kind of. Sure. It, it's, it's a yeah, kind of, because, look, LeBron didn't get talked into coming to L.A. LeBron decided to come to L.A. LeBron was coming to L.A. because he wanted to, not because he had three or four options and the pitch from the Lakers was better than the other two or three. Okay, He wanted to come here. 
great. You got the guy that you needed to get. And now the next move was very obvious. You have this 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 cache of players slash draft picks. Mm-hmm. Some are appealing. Some are just picks. You don't know, quite know what it is. You have a megastar at the time in a place that it works for as an employee, or I shouldn't say employee, a client of the same agency who very clearly does not want to be there, who very clearly wants to play with LeBron James, right. who very clearly wants to come to a bigger market. It all broke well. It, it was you and I make that deal. Right. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Anthony Davis wants to go, okay, what is it going to take? Eh, that? All right. Here you go. Take it. That wasn't built. That was kind of dropped in your lap. It wasn't something that took vision of, hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this that leads to this that leads to this. We were talking about with the Warriors, this idea of, right. okay, we've broken up uh, with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, but let, before we do it, let's, let's, let's flip him, right? Let's get D'Angelo Russell. Let's get Andrew Wiggs. Let's do these things. And all of a sudden, you start collecting things for the move that's three or four moves away. Right now, they are zero moves away from anything. And, and the guy responsible for putting the moves together hasn't shown me a lot of great moves along the way. I think that's where the rubber hits the road. Is Laker fan going to accept what Palinka's leadership has given them as just part of doing business or look at it as, in fact, maybe that's just not the way we want things to happen? I mean, I, like the NBA is also built differently in 2022 than it was 15 years ago. You know, the idea that the constant reload because the expectations are so high, that's bunk. You know what I mean? That's just that's just not real. You know what I mean? And I don't. And using that as sort of a back channel excuse as to why you can't actually focus on building a team doesn't make sense. And it's not. I, I don't. I don't get why Laker fans seem to think that that's a smarter way to go about things. Just because it's because some false it's reality. potentially quicker. In, in your and I'm not saying the reality of it is, but it, the idea of well, just get some guys to help LeBron. Oh, okay, I get that that makes sense, like as a theory, right? But who are the guys? But what guys exactly? <laughs> yeah. Name who are the, the guys? humans. Right. It's not that easy. There's not that many good players in the NBA that you can just randomly fill them in at any given moment. And that's the idea. Well, as long as you have LeBron and AD, we can figure it out from there. Uh, not really. Really? Are we sure about that? Because I'm not, and especially depending who's the guy that's going to pick the guys. Or is the other two guys get to pick the guys the way that they allegedly – it's it's a very murky, confusing situation. Take some phone calls on this coming up in just a little bit. And, yes, Yates, I was there for the beginning of the Internet 25 years ago. We'll do it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. You ready for our first call of the day, Yates? I am. You ready? Let's see. Let's do Gardena. You you need a little Manuel in your life, uh, okay. Yates. What's up, Manuel? How are you feeling today? Hey, I'm feeling great. A couple things. Uh, Got to sh- send a shout-out to Papa Yates because whenever CY is in, I have to acknowledge my favorite father from my brother from Appreciate another month. Appreciate that, man. Saw him <laughs> so, last weekend so in D.C., so he's good. Right on. Hey, so I got, man, I'm enthralled, fully enthralled by winning time, okay? I mean, obviously, uh, our season was garbage, the Lakers. So, I mean, it's not hard to get uh, so, you know, involved in this. But I have to believe Travis, right? I mean, why is why have we not had Zastro? In like freaking four episodes. Well, it's a good I question. Need more Manuel. damn Zastro. I, I, I am here yeah. for all scenes, Zastro. You, you got to kind of want it. You, you got there. There was a Zastro scene last night. It just wasn't at Zastro's. It took yeah, place. Hey, you know, uh, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, I'm pretty sure Zastro, but I wanted to see the pimp in the top hat <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. You know, like saying, hey, Magic, are you doing all right? Or, you know, just little stuff. <laughs> Give a, that version beat. of Zastro was only at the movie premiere, Yates. Right. That, 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 right. that, that was one of those where he showed up. And we haven't, we've gotten a little bit of taste in, but now you got to kind of infer his presence. I mean, Zastro's whole, like, I just need, like, the costuming department on what Zastro's looks what might have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what they went with versus what was potentially there, I need to know. <laughs> Let's try one more. Let's go to Lake Balboa and Solomon. Solomon, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Hey, hey, guys, you know, since the Lakers are doing their search for a coach, I got the perfect job application. Check it out. I can do it in less than a minute. Job application, head coach needed, Los Angeles Lakers. Requirements, number one, must be malleable and willing to acquiesce to meddlings of upper management. Number two, must let upper management choose their their assistants. Number three, must be a defensive-minded coach given players who can't or won't play defense. Number four. Must work well with superstars who are either aging, unavailable, uncooperative, or injured. Must be willing to to accept a bare-bones three-year max contract, even if you have championship pedigree. And finally, will ultimately be held responsible for all team failures. Please contact Jeannie Buss and Rob Palenka or LeBron James and Clutch Sports. Take your choice. It's not wrong. I mean, you, what, do they, what do we say all the time when it comes to college football and college basketball coaches? Is that a good job? Mm-hmm. If you add up all these things, there's an outside argument that coaching the Lakers is a bad job right now in the NBA. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, there are unbelievable positives. The, the cachet that comes along with being the head coach of the Lakers is something. Okay. The, the, the history of the organization is meaningful. But the present-day status of your team? Uh, Not great. No. And, and, and look. LeBron is coming off another season where he was still LeBron James. And and I expect him to be LeBron James again next season. Until he's not, I'm going to expect him to be. Beyond that, you got nothing but question marks. You have a really tricky way to rebuild your team. The the, the part that he kind of flew by that I think is meaningful is – they want to sit in on your coaches' meetings. They want to hire your assistant coaches. A guy that's that has got some bones in that league, he's going to push back on that. Monty Williams didn't want to do that. Ty no. Lue didn't want to do that. Did I? And, and I get it. Nobody wants to do of that. Of course not. That's the they're thing. going to find somebody that says yes to that. But who are you getting to say yes to that? I just don't think that you can be consistent with what your expectations are and say that that's the kind of coach you want, and then that's what you want from results. At the same time, it just doesn't work like that. If that system was so good. 
it would have already been working. You need to come in with somebody who knows what they're doing independent of whether or not the people already there believe in it. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's that's the, But that's the hard part to let go of when it comes to well, running a team. I keep coming back to, look, the Lakers, the, the season that they just had, there was – there was literally nothing that you could take out of that and say, well, at least you got blank. Yeah. Right? There, there really wasn't any blank on that. It was, it was almost all bad. But I will say, I don't think most nights when I was watching that team, I'm thinking, this is a terribly coached team. That no. wasn't – it was – this isn't a good team. Not that they're – hey, a tweak here, a tweak there. This guy more, this guy less. Why don't we run more of this and less of that? Change this defense. It was more just like – this the whole mix of this is off. Morale this just was a terrible problem from day one. Morale and I think was that's a why problem. I said I don't think that firing Vogel does a whole lot because like, who's gonna want to walk into this? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's it was bad on the surface, not just underneath. And I think that when you're talking about trying to get somebody who isn't desperate or green. Who do you name that's going to say, you know what, the Lakers situation looks like one that would really be beneficial to my career? Why did you guys all give me a weird look when we were talking this morning and you said, hey, were you around for the birth of AOL Instant Messenger 25 years ago? That, that, everybody kind of looked at me like, you're the only one old enough around to know what that is. What's, what's that all about? I felt like I, I, I'm a little self-conscious I about said, that to begin with. I don't you guys know hit how familiar you are with it because I figured you would have been old enough to be like a normal person and not some dork kid on the Internet looking for things. Things you shouldn't be looking for on your computer. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. like that's where AIM. That's the point of my life. Where that that came was your in. entry point. Yes, that was my entry point. And later, when I was in college, before I entered the handsome man community, the AIM situation was. I don't know what people because cell phones weren't a thing. No, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you get that little the, box on your on your laptop. You know what I mean? Desktop. You had a box open. Your away message was important. You had to send different messages to people to let them know where you were going to be. You up? started on AIM. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. That was not text first. That started there. So I didn't know how much you were familiar with that. What I, was I, your name? What was your name? What was your text? I just used my name. I, I think didn't, I okay. used, I, I think I used this Clinton Yates 2-1, like I, the number I wore in high school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, I just used my name because I was, I was old enough to realize I don't need some goofball name, but my name sounds fine. Well, here's, here's the weird thing about my early internet experience. So I, I, I literally, I was talking with my, my wife about this the other day. We were the last generation of college students to go to college without the internet. Okay. We were like, they was just, you just, the school just started issuing email addresses and all okay. these things. So, right. and then we graduated. So we had, no, nobody had a computer, like one or two people would have a laptop. It was just, it was very, very rare. Right. My wife and I have been together for a million years, right? So the entire genesis of the internet to use it like that, it missed me. <laughs> hey, Taylor, come on. That was pretty good. That was. Did I use that right? Yes, you did. Yeah, see, you there did. you go. I missed you. That was pretty good. So, but I never got. I. I. Th- those I little. You. I. I know you what do? you would do. You show up to somebody's room and knock on their door. Yes, you <laughs> would. You would call them on the phone and hope that they were there and answered it. Right. I mean, I was the alive you for up phone era phone. was never yes. never a part of my into rotation. A stone tablet. Hey, you up <laughs> at, at this dorm? No, I just I can't imagine how much more work I would have had to do to socialize. You had to go out. Oh man, you had to go out. You get your you get your little six pack of Keystone Lights and you start working the sit on the the door room. And now we just have Tinder and we can and it's even easier for everybody. It's no question, it's easier. I don't know if it's better though. It's the quality versus quantity conversation. Yes. The cool thing about it though was that you could like you could personalize what it looked like. 
You know what I mean? You can make colors and stuff. I like, barely. I remember the little running guy, like the, the little icon. That's the only thing I remember was blue was and that? yellow. That's no, all I remember. AIM, AIM was a precursor to GChat. Rest in peace. I love GChat, by the way. Not not around any longer, but uh, yeah. What, I mean, what was your most, shall we say, lucrative platform? Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> not a question. Standing around with Standing your mustache shirtless. That's not a question for it's sure. That's not a bad way to go about no. doing it. So I work there. What are we doing? <laughs> I like to close that much? No See, way. Emily and Taylor, you you're probably a full internet kid, right? You that whole yeah. experience. I used MSN Messenger. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I thought that I was... used I used AIM AOL. MSN Messenger. Who had that? People that... in the Midwest. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> AltaVista.net. Yeah, whatever, it's just whatever a different. It is. Right. It's a different conference. <laughs> dial tone. It absolutely is. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. It is super crosstalk mixed with the dump. Coming up next, Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Talking a little baseball uh, during the break. There. Is Freddie Freeman the best player on the Dodgers? Right now? Just now. Maybe. Mookie's obviously on that conversation, but Freeman, I mean, Freeman is, he's a hoss, man. Guy does everything. Every time he comes up, you're waiting for him to knock the wall over. Basically. I mean, it's, you know? it's, it's extraordinary. Mookie finally got going a little bit, kind of little peaks and valleys along Mookie's the way. Mookie's a different type of a player. What, what he brings to the table is different, but Freddie is, man, what a, what a, what a bonus. Here they come. Here it's the, uh, there they the, are. the dump portion of the super cross tech dump uh, portion. Mason and Ireland getting in here as well. I and have not seen the two individuals in the same place since we were at. Since pre pandemic? Since, no, since the. Uh, Court we case. At, since what? The court oh, the case. Court case. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was the. That's, that was. The, I thought you were going to go back to like our days. night at the Hollywood. No, no, no. When Slee had no sense of humor. Remember <laughs> back in the day. By the way, what did you say the name of Diddy's butler is? That's the greatest butler Fonsworth, name I've ever heard. Fonsworth Bentley. Farnsworth Bentley. Farnsworth. Oh. I think it's Farnsworth. It's like a. It's like a play on somebody. Yeah. That well, guy. The, the the billionaire in heaven can wait was Leo Farnsworth. Okay. So I wonder if he's going for that. Perhaps. But he carries Farnsworth an umbrella. You don't Bentley. remember that guy? Are you in the middle? Something, Trevor? Can I? Okay. So. I want to, I, I I solicited Taylor's help for this. Okay. okay. So, Trav, for the last few days, oh, I wait, I gotta wait for Mason to get headphones yeah. on, but I'll set this up. For the past few days, you've been trying to sell certain things you think can sound cool. I'm the exact same way. I'm like the whitest guy in the world. Yeah. So, and you know my two that I'm working on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell 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 the people what the two are. M- miss me with that. I heard I heard Draymond <laughs> miss me with that. When, when Draymond yeah. was talking about uh, Kenny giving Charles okay. pass as a champ, he was like, "You got to miss time. me so, with that." I'm so, like, I really okay, want to add the that one, in there. That's the one I want to concentrate. on. Okay. Okay. What was so, my next one, Yates? The one that you dropped today? Uh, I for, oh, uh, get it for, started. Get, getting it moving. Get getting it moving. moving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, by the way, do you never watch Jalen and Jacoby? Occasionally. One of the options is keep it moving. Okay. Keep uh, it moving. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But, Trav, every single time you try uh-huh. with that, miss me with that. Miss me with that. All right. This is what pops into my head. Hit it, Taylor. <laughs> Boy, George. It does exactly the it. opposite of what you're trying to no, do. I, I, Turn this up, Taylor. <laughs> wow. I, I like it. 
This is great. Yeah. This is not my era, but yeah. this is, this the, the, is like, do you this remember? Do you guys even remember club. the Culture Club? Of course. No. Yeah. Mason, of course. I know Mason does. Yeah. Mason DJ probably days. spun some uh, some Culture oh, Club pits. I'm learning. So I'm thinking, Trav's trying to sound hip and cool, and all I hear in my head is no. boy joy. Awesome. I'm not trying to sound hip and cool. I am sounding hip and cool. <laughs> yes, no, you really are. You've yeah. achieved that. Thank you, Mason. So no. How was the weekend, boys? Uh, it was good, although you have revealed in the last hour, like, Many things that right, didn't right. Know. You, yes. you, you, and I are going to be better friends. Okay, very right. well. First of all, uh, you know where the Four Seasons is in Georgetown at the end. Yeah, of, the street, of course. Right? I may have many a time set foot in the very Abercrombie and Fitch store. My wife Lisa may have called one of Mason's old boyfriends Abercrombie because he looked like <laughs> the job that Clinton had. And Mason, that guy turned out to be a stalker. He did turn yeah. out to be a stalker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we lot, but but Clinton starts telling the story about Abercrombie. But the biggest thing you revealed today is is, is if you listen to the show, you know Mason as much as he possibly can. Uh, likes to make fun of the fact that I don't have a forehead. I have a five head. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. I have like, I can, I can yeah. commiserate. Okay. Yeah. Me, you, Trudell. There's a few <laughs> yeah, guys that I are understand. in the forehead. Five, Jack I Nicholson. Understand. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So Clinton starts. What? Long. Okay. Trap. You get your computer open. Yeah. Go to YouTube and type in John Ireland makeup. Right. Oh. So okay. there is a right viral bit that when I was in Toronto one year. I was getting ready oh, to do I a TV Oh, I remember they were hit. putting it on. I, I was putting he it on. was yes. putting it on. I remember. He was getting Did dolled I, up yeah. for the game. <laughs> Did I perhaps... Oh, yeah, you're going deep viral. into the power right. alleys. Did it, did it go viral? <laughs> was I number one on the ESPN not top ten that night? Oh, that's <laughs> did great. Did Jay Leno put it in his monologue? Oh. No kidding. Did I perhaps almost get an endorsement deal from Max Factor? All those things <laughs> may nice. or may not be true. So I hear you talking. I, I, I get in my car, and I hear you talking right about here. this Peter Max stuff. I don't know how I haven't heard of this because if you are in the shiny forehead club, Clinton. After that, there we I, go. After that, I wait a minute. You you carry some cream oh, around no, no, with no. you, base. After that viral moment that Travis is looking at, <laughs> yes, uh, I said I can't walk around with a compact anymore. It's just uh, right. that'll be my whole act. Your process. So for years, Clinton, okay. I was just using this matte stuff from Mac. So he's showing me a gel similar Very to similar. mine. And look at this. So you, this says anti shine matte gel. Yep. I found one for half price. Oh, we got to talk. Let me see man. this. Yeah. We got Shine Stopper Instant Finish Matte. This is important because I don't know where to find this anymore. You, you That's guys, the one. I'm going to send you the link for please that. Please do. And by the way, you need – you guys know you, this isn't an issue for either one of you? I, so it's kind of where I was headed because he says sometimes – Yates is – Sometimes I'll put it on just if I think I'm going to go out and somebody might want to take a picture with me. <laughs> this is, this is like a it's daily real. occurrence. Yeah, for this way. is you wash your hair, you wash your face, and then you what's it called? Peter something or other? No, what? Peter no, Max. Peter, right Peter, here. It's, but it's, it's yeah, all it's the same P- stuff. Peter if you, Max. Peter Thomas Raw. If, if you yes. are in the public, but eye, you're not putting it on if you're not going on TV, are you? Put it on every day. Every <laughs> day, Here's no matter why. what. Here's why. Uh, okay. And this trap. By the way, this is how much you need. Yeah, it's a tiny amount. Like literally that much. Okay. Put it on here. Okay, like this. Oh, I can barely see it. Yeah. The glare right. is completely gone. <laughs> oh, and, no, and, I can't yeah. see my reflection any longer. Right. And so if somebody at Starbucks. By the way, it does somebody, work. I know. If somebody, that was pretty remarkable. If, Starbucks, if somebody at Starbucks goes, turn this up, Taylor. Uh, if somebody <laughs> at Starbucks goes, hey, man, I miss you. Can I take a picture? <laughs> yeah. You are ready, locked, Absolutely. and loaded. And I can't believe you worked in that neighborhood. I may or may not, Clinton. Have gone to Cafe Milano so much that so they ca- call me when the Lakers schedule comes out and says, "When are you coming in?" So for those who don't know, Cafe Milano is like the big like 
political. Like it's not political, but it's like where all the big wigs go. One night, Tim Russert in one corner, George Will. Exactly. Macy would love this. Awesome. If you expect to see power players from around the Washington scene. Cafe Milano is where you go. So, as someone who travels the country, you go to all the different Cafe NBA Milano. cities. Yes, I'm never without shine control. <laughs> without your, <laughs> your, that's, your, what, that's your, what Clinton and I have your bottle today. of shine control yeah, yeah. to keep in your yeah. pocket. I'm headed to D.C. this weekend. Is there is there a thing I have to do? Yates gave me some suggestions. Is He's there, in Bethesda. Okay, so you're a little bit outside the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your wedding is going to be outdoors. I just went to a wedding last weekend. Okay. I think it's going to be outdoors with a rain contingency plan to move indoors. So I think you're good in your suit. I heard you talking about that. Yeah. But I'm a political nerd. Mace is a little bit, but I'm even more than him. I actually do a weird thing every time I go to D.C., and I think you guys, you and your wife would like it if you did it. Are any of your kids going? No. Okay, so I do a monument walk. Okay, I, yeah. I start in Georgetown at the Four Seasons at the top of the hill. I walk down to the Lincoln Memorial, across to the Washington um, by the new Vietnam, um, yep. uh, World War II and Vietnam Wall. And, Trav, I pull an old speech, an old political speech from somebody. I've, and if you go on the Internet, you can get them from anybody. You can yeah. listen to JFK's inauguration. You can listen to FDR's. People have redone Lincoln. And, I mean, you can – and it's just like I, I'm, I'm unapologetically patriotic, mm-hmm. and I think it's incredibly cool. So if you haven't done the monument walk, do it. It's, and, and, by the way – you you won't have enough time to hit all the monuments. You just got to pick. I haven't been to D.C. since I was in the eighth grade. I was going to say it's been a million years since two, I've been there. Two so it's thoughts totally on different. that. Two thoughts on that, which is a good idea because there is a certain reverence when you're down there. Like, let's be clear about that. There's it, it's not overwhelming. It's not mystical, but it's like, oh wow, you know what I mean? These things are here. They look pretty cool. But let me tell you something. That's a long walk, dog. You better be ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I leave a couple it's, hours. It's a, it's a workout to get to every monument just on distance and alone. And Trav, I do it no matter how cold it is. We've been there. In January, oh, Michael right. thinks I am a moron. He'll, he'll go, "You're not going tomorrow, are you?" Nine o'clock. I've had listeners call me and go, "Hey, you going? I'd like to come with you." Wow, like yeah, guys that live in DC. I think I'd like that. Steps to I, that sounds Memorial. like something I like. Mace, are you a monument walk guy? You know, the night, the last time I was in DC was the day of the 2000 election, Bush v. Oh. Gore. Wow. wow, what a great night to be there! Oh, man. it was crazy because it was it was election day, and yeah. like you'd get in a cab, and the cab driver would say, "I think uh, I think it's going to come down to Florida, or I, you know, I think." Uh, Wisconsin's going to Cab drivers uh, very politically They really know. Ba- yeah. Bartenders, yeah. <laughs> cab drivers, they all know everything about the Electoral College. And I remember they called, they, they basically wrapped up the night with uh, with no winner. Yeah, yeah. we didn't know. And, I, bed, and I walked sure. out to the Lincoln Memorial, and it was just like awe feeling because yeah. democracy, the whole country, was hanging in the balance. It really is. I do think there's something. There's an element to that. For me, there's an element of yeah. mis- mysticism. To night, it is at, mystical. If it's, a nice, if it's a nice day, do it at night. Number one, it'll be cooler if you walk. And number two, that, that, that night, seeing the monuments at night is a different experience yeah. in terms of just how, how they reflect. You know what I mean? It's pretty, Are it's the cherry well. blossoms still out? Is it going to see the cherry blossoms? I was there a week and a half ago. That was peak bloom. Yeah, so we're past you that. They, you, might, you might, I mean, you, if you go down there, you'll see them, but peak bloom is past that. So as we're getting close to the end of winning time, we got one more to go yeah. after last night. I mean, we, we know the beats of the story, but what did you think about the most recent episode? I, I really liked I thought it. I was, thought it was I thought it was really fun. So it was I. it was interesting to see what happened with uh, with uh, the the way uh, Sunderland Sunderland uh, the West <laughs> West Westhead took over uh, and and the way Riley took over and 
Yeah, I thought, and I, I think Jeannie coming into her own a little bit. You had the emotional death of of, uh, of Doctor Buss's mom, uh, played by Sally Field. I I just thought that episode, and we're basically now in the finals, right? right? We're basically now moving into the finals. I thought it was great. I you know I find the show to be really entertaining. Question for you: Adrian Brody, better looking man than Pat Riley in real life, or not? No, no, no. Uh, Clinton, um, no one may be better looking. Okay. Than right, right. right. No, that's, 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 Sp- spoken like a guy with a big nose, no. no okay. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name. Guy who plays Kareem. Better looking guy than Kareem. Uh, Solomon Hughes. Yeah. Mason's had all these guys on his yeah, podcast. Yeah, they've all been on the podcast. Better looking guy than Kareem in real life? Uh, yes, I'll go. Okay. His character, Solomon Hughes, the, the Kareem character, is the one that's grown on me the most. That that you know, you kind of ride and, and, and rise and fall with these guys along the way. But Kareem's has been this steady ascent from the time that he showed up and was it episode two, I think. Yeah. That to where he is now, that I want more of that character in the story, that's, not less. He's, that's he's why the I said one this that's I wasn't asking it because it was you. I, I'm telling you that like there's something too like when the big glitzy guys, it's like oh the actors, they look bad. like it's it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, right. it's cooler than watching sort of the real person on some level when it comes to that part of the thing. I think they've done a great job, and I think Brody, like I said. <laughs> Playing a great-looking man yeah. is not an easy thing to do when it's such a big part of what the personality of the character was. He's nailed it. I th- I find Pat Riley's character to be the most interesting character on this show. So I, I, it was interesting, Clinton, you were mentioning earlier that you watched the first three episodes of They Call Me Magic yes, on I Apple. Did. I finished it last night, and uh, it's great. It's not good. It's great. And what I would say is if you want to be entertained— Watch Winning Time. Winning Time is a very entertaining portrayal of what that might have been like in the 70s. If you want to know what really happened, watch They Call Me Magic. Because in it, you have Magic, you have Riley, you have Kareem, you have Jeannie. They're all there giving their accounts of exactly what you're seeing in Winning Time. And you guys asked a good question. You said, is it better that came out after? I'm really glad. I've seen all 10 episodes of Winning Time. And last night I finished They Call Me Magic. I'm really glad I did it in that order. It makes it's the same thing you told me to do. You did me a big favor. I really liked um, the dropout. The dropout with a, about Elizabeth Holmes and the oh, Theranos yeah, founder. Yeah, and yeah, then right. Mason goes, "Well, go back and watch the actual documentary where you then see all the real people, and you see Tyler Schultz, George Schultz's grandson, yeah. who blew it all up. Right. You see the lab assistant, the girl from Cal that you know blew it up. You see all these real people, and it's fascinating. So if you're into Winning Time and you like it." Um, I remember Brian Cranston Mace once gave us a great tip when we were going to see the play Network, where Brian played the Peter Finch mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. I said, should I watch the movie first? He goes, no, watch it after. He goes, go to the play first. Yeah. So I think the answer to the question you guys posed is watch Winning Time first, mm-hmm. then go back and watch They Call Me Magic, and you'll be blown away well, at, at, at like what really happened. Well, because in the end, Winning Time is a very surfacey view sure. of things. Yeah. Correct. It's well, like here are the it's like here are the bullet points of the era. If you want to go into the details, go into the specifics, that's what uh, that and and the magic documentary you guys like? Love. I like well, that a lot. That's what I'm curious about because I haven't seen any of the Apple Plus series yet. I, yeah. I, I want to see it. But I was telling Clinton, as somebody that grew up here, as somebody that was a kid during the, the ascendance of the Lakers, Showtime Lakers, I was in high school. It's like my favorite thing in the world. I feel like I know the magic story pretty well, but you're telling me there's going to be a bunch of stuff in there I don't know. Oh, I, like Clinton, I didn't know. I don't know if you've gotten you, – I, I think you said you're through three of them. Through three. Yeah. I didn't know that he and Cookie were engaged three times and Magic blew it up all three times I knew before that. they got married. I knew that, but I did not know and that she did not live here 
up until they had played the Bulls right. in the finals. I didn't know that. And I, I had was forgotten like, wow. how close to right after they got married and she got pregnant that he got diagnosed with HIV. It was like boom. Well, boom, in fact, boom. winning time ends. It's bookended by the announcement that he has. We HIV, were talking about which that. means like, we'll see that in episode ten. I don't yeah. think no, so. no, you won't. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's setting you up to lead to eventually what happens. Okay, because the beginning of winning time oh, yeah. is his a announcement. To when so, he's getting out of the car. Got yeah. it. I don't think this is a spoiler of any sense. They beat but the, at the Sixers. At the end of winning yeah. time is the end of the right. 1980 NBA. That's right. why Magic think, jumps center and the whole thing, right? Yeah, that's yeah. That. It's, all, it's all in there. And by the way, it's all in both, doc, both shows. That's why yeah. last night he's working on the skyhook a little bit. That yeah. was a cool part. That one kind of got me. I was like, oh, look at them coming together. Yeah. I was yeah. excited. All the pieces fall into place.